Welcome to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name is Jeremy. My name's Adam. And we're talking about Solo. Solo! Solo! And not the cups, but the movie, y'all. So, spoilers, beware. This is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie... Don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a thing that we do. We like to talk about X-Men movies, and we like to talk about Star Wars movies, and the Star Wars movie just came out, and, and we don't pull any punches. We don't, we don't like, like dance around the bush. We spoil them. So if you're, like, sitting there like, I'm going to go see Solo tomorrow, but I'm going to listen to this podcast first, we will ruin the ending for you. Yeah. Uh, it will ruin all of it. Yeah. Darth Maul. Okay. <laughs> Well, I hope you stopped before that, because boy. <laughs> hey, we said spoiler many times. That's true. That's true. Well, maybe they're waiting for us to wrap up the spoiler bit. <laughs> like, oh, son of, what does he mean by Darth Maul? That doesn't make any sense. He died at the end of Phantom Menace. Everybody knows that. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, let's talk about Solo. And I have been doing a lot of thinking about like the Star Wars cinematic universe. So do you do you feel like we're getting uh like a Star Wars overload right now? Or do you feel like this is phase 1 of <laughs> like the Star Wars cinematic universe as you just called it? Like this is the marvelization of of Disney turning Star Wars into a franchise that's going to happen more than once a year. Oh my gosh. Well, wait, are we getting Marvel more than once a year? Yeah, we get it like three times a year. But but it's very different though. I mean like like this year, we got what uh, Infinity War. We're getting, uh, we already got the the Black Panther movie, uh, and we're also getting Ant Man and the Wasp. So we're getting three movies this year. Last year we had Thor, uh, something else, Spider Man, I think, and another one. So we get like three Marvel movies a year. Was Black Panther this year? Yeah, it came out in February, I think. Wow. Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Disney owns it. Disney is. Yeah, they're gonna do. This is a cash cow. The difference, the difference, of course, being that you know, Black Panther is very different from uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Is very different from whatever Ant Man versus the Wasp will be. So, so I feel like they're they're trying to diversify their properties in such a way that not everything is going to be super epic. Well, right. Uh, and another thing I think to take into account is that while I don't think at this point you can watch an Avengers movie without having seen a lot of the other material, but you can definitely watch Ant-Man without seeing anything else or Black Panther without seeing... Man, if they made a Black Panther movie, I would totally go <laughs> see that. <laughs> just a guy in a black uniform pantsing people. That's his power. No, just a, just a regular guy who just pantses people who wear black pants. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you can see those movies and you can follow their sequels if you want or if you don't want. And you don't really miss out. Um, you go into Rogue One not having seen any Star Wars movies and you're like, what the hell is happening but you go see Solo and you're fine. Solo, well, more or less. Uh, Solo does kind of have its own story. Um, and I think maybe there's a good chance that they are trying, uh, not a good chance, they're definitely trying to start their own Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Star Wars Cinematic Universe. Where, yeah, Absolutely. You already mentioned Darth Maul. That's the obvious example. Where it seems as though... Uh, they, uh, do you think, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but do you think they're just going to keep making saga movies forever? I have no idea. Or do you think they end on nine? We know that Ryan Johnson is doing another trilogy that is not going to connect to the saga. We know that the Game of Thrones guys have been 
license to do another trilogy that is not related to the saga. Uh, we know that they're talking about a Boba Fett movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we pretty much know that there's going to be a sequel to Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they've they've got stuff in the works. So, um, what was your original question? The cinematic universe or burnout? Do you do you feel like you're overwhelmed with Star Wars yet, or do you feel like you could be okay with seeing three Star Warsian movies a year if they weren't all like if they were more? Let's say they're more like Solo and less like Episode Eight or Episode Seven. I think that as long as it has the name Star Wars on it, I will probably just go see it by default. <laughs> However, uh, I, I have some friends who I had always considered to be bigger Star Wars fans than myself who looked at Solo and they're like, I'm just not in, like, I'm burnt out. I'm just not interested in it. And like, I'll see it when it comes out on video, but I'm not going to the theater to see it. And I don't know if that's maybe joining some sort of trendy anti-Star Wars, like, movement, uh, or if it's in, like, just general Star Wars fatigue. Um, well, I, I think it's 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 also a little bit of, like, before Disney took over Star Wars, every Star Wars movie that came out, it was, like, a big deal. So now that there's more of them, they're less of a big deal. And I wonder if people are reacting to that in a little bit of a way by not going just like this. this uh, comparatively, Solo has done very poorly at the box office. But comparatively, Star Wars cost twice as much as any other Star Wars movie because they had to shoot it twice. That's true. <laughs> but but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'll agree with the the Star Wars event. Uh, I would definitely say that uh, Force Awakens was an event. I would say that uh, Rogue One was certainly an exciting event. Maybe not so much when people left the theater, but the lead up to it and the fact that there's going to be a non-saga movie. Uh, and then uh, Last Jedi was probably an event. Maybe maybe it was waning a little bit. Uh, and Solo certainly seems to be like, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't rush out to see it. I mean, I, I guess I did see it opening weekend, but it was a Sunday morning, you know, early show. And I saw it uh, the opening week, opening week, but not weekend. Certainly the days of uh, people queuing up, you know, six months in advance. Those are those are long gone. Um, I don't think those days are ever going to come back. Well, it was only five months ago that we had The Last Jedi. Right, exactly. So you, there I don't was know. No queuing. You couldn't queue. Yeah. Plus, most movie theaters don't they pre-sell their tickets anyways? I don't. I, I don't. I don't buy. Oh, my pre- movie theater. Pre- I I go online. I make sure that the seats I want are available. I buy them. I, I don't even have to pay a fee for that. It's just like how my movie theater works. Hmm. I wish I had your movie theater. Yeah, it's awesome. So I look at it. and I'm like, oh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. sucks because there's no seats. So I'll go right, right. Thursday and I get my I usually do seat. that the day of. And there's usually a fee for it. Oh, yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. So the the magic maybe waning a little bit. The, you know, the, the buildup, the excitement, the... I didn't read anything leading up to Solo about Solo. I mean, I heard no, I, it was I, I, I kind of think I feel like your friends felt where it was like, all right, I'll go see it because it's a Star Wars movie, but it doesn't look very good and I'm probably not going to like it. And this is just going to continue my, uh, you know, I didn't like Rogue One. Uh, I liked Last Jedi, uh, but, you know, I, I figured Solo was just going to be another Rogue One where it was just like, Ugh, we don't this is a movie we don't need. So we did this with Last uh, Jedi, and I think you and I more or less disagreed on our overall feelings on the movie. Uh, so before we, we talk more about Solo, let's just get that out of the way. What did you think of Solo? I liked it a lot. I liked it too. I had no real complaints. There's a, a You know that I nitpick 
about everything. So so there was maybe like two cringy moments in the movie that I could think there, there's, there's one super cringy movie, which is almost like the worst uh, part of any movie ever. <laughs> I, I hope they I hope your cringy moment matches my cringy moment. Well, what is it? What is your cringy moment? What, are we ready to get to that point already? Do, do oh, we, we can we can save it. Save do, it. Do we want to talk about the movie? I don't know. Is there anything really to talk about? I mean, I guess for me, it was just a, a sci-fi pick. That yeah, this was this, be, this was just a fun, solid film. I I wish I I guess I kind of wish it would have been. This is going to sound ridiculous to say, but I wish it would have been more heisty. Even though the whole thing was essentially a heist, but I didn't. Uh, I would I would have liked to have seen less rebels in it, unless less connection to the Star Wars universe and more connection to the scoundrel uh, bounty hunter. Um, I don't know pirate. And maybe that's kind of what makes this one a little more interesting is that we're going to places that we've we we're familiar exist, but we've never really gone to before, and they didn't do it in such a way that it was disappointing. Yeah. Like it met it met my expectations for what my imagination would have thought this uh, criminal organization type stuff, how it exists and what it looked like. Yeah, I had no real problems with that. Um, yeah, I don't know, it was just it was it was a fun movie. The you know the Ron Howard knows how to direct a film. No problems with the cast whatsoever. I thought everybody did a really good job. I have heard some people online say that they didn't like the kid Aaron whatever his name is, uh, his portrayal of Han Solo, that he didn't look like Han Solo, didn't sound like Han Solo. Um, two things I have to say about that. First of all, I thought he looked a lot like Han Solo, and I thought he sounded a lot like Han Solo. But further, I think he was doing like a vague Han Solo-ish delivery. I don't think he sounded like Han Solo. Uh, his voice is a little more nasally or something like that. I, I mean, yes. But, it's but very... it didn't bother. It didn't bother me. I mean, it was it was he was doing a Han Solo even when he wasn't doing a Han Solo. Yes. Uh, but I would take it a step further and say that uh, I don't even think they really needed to do that. We, we I agree. But we know that Harrison Ford can't play 20-year-old Han Solo, uh, and I feel like we should just be able to accept that. Like, just put the vest on him and let him be any actor. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I thought they they chose a really good actor for it. Yeah, but it, there there was there was uh like there were there were uh, uh, news reports of them having to go back in to give him acting lessons, which which you know there there were so many bad things against this. Like in, in you would hear all these things about how they were doing the reshoots and how dismal this thing was going to be, um, and it just made it sound like that this was a chaotic shoot. Um, did you hear anything about how they had to re- retrain him out how to act? I heard all of that, but I also heard that the original writer slash director, or maybe just director, uh, m- the the original writer director team was the the Lego Movie guys. It was Lord and Miller, and apparently those guys don't write scripts; they write scenes, and they have the actors improvise. And apparently the guy that played Han Solo was not good at improvisation. Okay, that makes sense. And that's not everybody is good at improv- improvisation. So, uh, you know, Donald Glover, on the other hand, was probably a riot. So when they brought in screenwriters and when they brought in Ron Howard and when they reshot everything, uh, it probably 
was better. They probably didn't, quote unquote, have to retrain him uh, or teach him how to act. He probably, maybe they were trying to give him improvisation lessons, but improvisation is a skill that you gain over time. And it's also yeah. maybe something you have or you don't have. Um, right. Same thing with acting and, and not all actors can improvise and not all improvisational people can act. So, yes, I I, I, I feel like I have watched movies where uh, well, Leonardo DiCaprio is actually a perfect example where you watch some of his movies, some of the older ones, and you're like, oh, like, yeah, he's he's a he's a pretty boy. But boy, is that kind of a rough acting. I never really got the sense of that from this guy at all. So either they did 37 shots for everything that they did of his or he's a good actor. I don't know. One of the two. Well, he was in a uh, Coen Brothers movie, uh, Hail Caesar. Did you see Hail Caesar? No, I should, though. He is in it, and he is really good in that. Mm-hmm. And and so when he was announced as the uh, as the actor who would be playing Han Solo, I was like, you know what? I'm cool with that. That guy's a really good actor. Okay. And he kind of he kind of looks the part. Yeah, I, I could totally get behind this. So I was rooting for him. I had no problem with him at all. I mean, from the moment that they did their opening scene, and you're like, this is Han Solo, and he did his Han Solo stuff. You're like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing, I don't know, like super deep about this movie. Not that there needs to really be anything super deep. And I think that's what what was so great about it is that they weren't attempting to do anything deep. It was just very straightforward. It was fast moving. It was action packed. Um, It wasn't epic. And it was it was just enjoyable. Yep. It, maybe maybe it was the I, I would say if I had a flaw, it would it would be that that was totally predictable. You knew what was happening as they went into every scene. Like you're like, oh, well, that person's that. Oh, you know, and there was no twist that I didn't see coming. But that didn't ruin the movie for me. I don't think that the, the movie was designed to, to be like that. I mean, I I I didn't really think at all as I watched the movie. I just watched the movie, let it wash over me. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't a life altering experience, but it also was not a waste of, you know, two and a half hours or, you know, however long those movies are. It didn't feel like two. It was, it was two and a half hours or two and two hours and 20 minutes. It did not feel like two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, it it was solid, man. I mean, I, a lot of people complain that they're connecting way too many dots. You know, like you got your Kessel runs and you got your parsecs, and I, I don't know. I thought it all worked. I mean, there was a, a reason why they were doing the Kessel run, and there was a reason why they needed to get it in fewer parsecs, and that was all neat and interesting. And uh, I mean, one could also argue that it was you know fan service, and to a certain degree, it, it was. But I I don't know. I had no problem with it. It was fun. Well, it's kind of like somebody went, what do we know about Han Solo? Yeah. Uh, Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> Kessel Run. Uh, Lando Carizian. Won, in a, won the Millennium Falcon in a, uh, in, in, in a gambling scene. Uh, smuggler. Jabba the Hutt. And it's like there, there was like a checkbox of things that they had to have in this movie. That, that might be maybe my only complaint. Now, there's two ways of looking at it. When they initially wrote this and were filming it, Maybe they're like, we're one and done with this Han Solo movie. So let's just get all the check marks in there and move on. And the next movie we'll do is Boba Fett. Uh, but it seems, as we talked about a little bit earlier, that maybe, you know, if the movie is you know successful enough, and it probably will be, uh, and the way that they left the ending of the movie, uh, that there'll be more of them, that I kind of wish they would have spread those check boxes out. I mean, I know there's a few more check boxes out there. 
uh, left to be done, but it seems like they hit an awful lot of them. Like, for example, uh, obviously meet Chewbacca right away. That that just makes sense. But maybe he falls in love with the Millennium Falcon and it takes a movie or two uh, before he actually wins it. And it's multiple gambling attempts Uh, or... You know, one of the things that that occurred in the movie was uh, we we learned that Lando cheats at Sabacc, and I thought what would have been cool is that maybe throughout the heist, um, Han like proves his worth or his metal or whatever, and Lando would would have been like, ah, oh, man, you know, I gotta I gotta level with you. Like I totally <laughs> cheated in that game, and you know what, you you what you love her, you you want her fair and square, you take her. Like I thought that would have been a little bit more. Uh, satisfying than him just coming in at the end of the movie and legitimately winning the card game after he discovers that Lando was cheating. But that that's just a minor thing, you know. I agree. Actually, I do agree with you. I think that that last scene where they win the Falcon and they go off into Jabba the Hutt space didn't need to be a part of this movie. Right. And then, uh, you know, I guess moving forward, it, it, I kind of hope that the second movie doesn't just end with the beginning of a new hope, like maybe he forms, maybe we learn that uh, there was a very successful relationship between Han Solo and Jabba the Hutt until, you know, the third movie when he drops his cargo and, and then Jabba puts a bounty on him. But that's future stuff. Um, one thing that I'll say is I, I feel like they're really making too much importance out of this, the dice. Yeah. That felt like it was thrown in to line up with, uh, the last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, it, it just felt it felt really forced. It yes, that's exactly the word I would use. Uh, I didn't like it when Luke gets on the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and picks up the dice and is like having memories and we're like, I didn't even know what those dice were until I read something online. And when they're like, yeah, there's one scene in Episode Four where you see them barely, and I'm like, what? Well, Why? apparently there there was also a scene in Force Awakens that was cut out of Force Awakens. But uh, they didn't tell or like Ryan Johnson had already was already doing stuff before he knew that they had cut it out or something like that. I don't know what exactly the story is, but apparently there was a there was a bigger scene which connected it to The Force Awakens, which is why Ryan Johnson used it. I don't know why he didn't cut it out eventually, but the only way that the dice can get worse is if they connect it back to Phantom Menace. And it turns out that they're Watto's chance cubes that have been bronzed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be or or maybe that would be amazing you'd be like all right fine <laughs> yeah at that point i'm just like i'll take anything that's <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna go there i'll go there with you <laughs> but um yeah so the the dice kind of bothered me but i mean not not so much so that i was like this is a travesty just kind of like it, a eh, it, i could do without if, that if the fact that they gave han solo's last name a purpose didn't take you out of the movie then nothing else was going to take you out of the movie oh and the the imperial guys like han huh solo okay well, yeah it was like what is what is who, who are you with what is your group and who's your like, family I'm alone uh, solo yeah, yeah that yeah. was that for me was the weakest part i, I was I, I might have audibly made a noise at that point I'm like Ugh. yeah uh um, why can why can't he just have the name han solo that's a cool name yeah, why right. It, why does his name have to be have a meaning? Like, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, somebody. It was a checkbox. Somebody thought it was important. Not one of the things that were important to me. <laughs> Certainly not to me. But somebody somewhere was like, "People are going to dig this." <laughs> the Empire gave him his name, and then he takes down the Empire. Whoa! 
Yeah. Uh-huh. What did you think about him speaking Wookiee? Uh, I didn't mind it. Okay. Like, I, I thought it was kind of silly, but at the same time, it made sense within the context of the scene where they're 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 communicating their plan to each other. And also, uh, he's got to convince, you know, Chewbacca, even though Chewbacca obviously speaks English, mm-hmm. he's got to, you know, show him, hey, hey, I, I do know this language. I'm not I'm not just messing around. Right. And yeah, it was ridiculous and stupid. But that was, that was, that was the thing about this movie. There was a lot of stupidity in it, but it was big, dumb fun. A big cartoon. I think you yeah. could say, yeah. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm okay with that. That was, it was it was a breath of fresh air. Maybe not even a breath of fresh air, but I whatever it was, whatever conspired to put this thing together, no matter how dumb it was, it was I enjoyed it. I I thought it was fun. I it was good. I was I was happy. I would have liked to have seen the Millennium Falcon take all of its damage throughout the course of multiple movies rather than taking all of the damage in one movie. Yeah, that goes back to what you said before was like the, the all the checkboxes stuff. Just just hold back, like show us a lit like uh the radar dish being broken off. Okay, fine. Maybe even the little the jettison pod being jettisoned, but man, that thing was trashed at the end of uh, the movie and it's like okay like Han can only rebuild it so much but like why like all of like really everything we know about Han Solo happened in like one adventure that just doesn't yeah, seem yeah. plausible and it would have been just more satisfying I think to be uh, you know less is more just like here's a couple but you know some other stuff happened too or or handle them like I think my favorite thing that was a reference to another movie was was a subtle thing where Lando says Han, yes, and and Han corrects him as Han, and and uh, Danny Glover is just like yeah, 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 Han, yeah. and that's like a reference in Empire Strikes Back, and that is great. Yep, I like that. A lot of people were complaining about that, but I was like, what? why? I mean, that's that's funny. That's their that's their relation. But 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 uh, I, I will uh, uh, underscore that with I didn't I didn't really get the sense that they are friends. No, uh, at all, <laughs> right? And yeah. maybe maybe in the future movies they will, or maybe they just never were friends. But it would always be cautious friends, right? Because of what we know and happens in, in Empire Strikes Back, even when you know they land and and he's like, Chewie, keep your eyes open, because you know he doesn't quite trust him. But based on this movie alone, doesn't lead me to believe that when he's being chased by the Empire, he's like, oh, Lando, he'll help us. Well, well they're they're yeah, they're kind of showing that Lando is a bit more of a scoundrel than. Uh, we knew him to be, I guess. So I hope if there are more movies, uh, there's more Lando, and maybe they have a uh, a reluctant friendship or uh, not trustworthy uh, friendship. I, I would buy after this first adventure that they have a reluctant friendship. Okay. But, I'm, you know, I would like to see more of that, this relationship. Like, I, I, I hope we don't just leave it at they met once and then... right. Like they would meet a few more times, yes, or and have and have more wacky adventures where they continue not really to like each other, but you know they sort of respect each other and appreciate each other for what the other brings to the table, sort of thing. One thing I'd like to see is, uh, so we, we saw the outfit that um, Lando wears in Return of the Jedi at Jabba's palace. It's worn by um, what's his uh, name, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Um, and so I guess it makes sense, like it's on the ship, like Woody Harrelson accidentally left it on the ship, so Lando uses it later. But I think what would be neat 
is as a part of whatever adventures Han has with Jabba. Like maybe Han tells Lando about this, like, hey, there's an opportunity for us, but I think you got to get in with Jabba. And that would establish like, oh, he's a trusted guard of Jabba by the time you get to Return of the Jedi, and that's why he's there. Because it's never really explained why he's there. We always just kind of accepted it as well. He's got a he's got a scary outfit on. Of course, he's at Jabba's palace. You know they're going to do that. I think. That, I mean, hope I hope they do. I think that would be neat. And I mean, maybe that's my checkbox and my fan service because then like the dots are connected. Um, so I don't know. That was that's just a, a future wish. But I I didn't groan or anything when I saw that outfit. I was like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I chuckled. I was yeah. like, oh, why wouldn't that be on the Millennium Falcon? Um, also training Chewbacca how to play that that uh, claymation chess game was okay. Yeah. But again, yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, so many things <laughs> that we know are just happening right now. Like, why couldn't this happen in the next movie or? Or whatever, but whatever. I mean, maybe again, maybe they, maybe they thought they were one and done, so they're like, we got to cram as much stuff in here as we can. I even didn't mind. I've got a good feeling about this. A lot of people hated that. I also did not mind that because you know, it's it just shows that he's in a different place. Yeah, yeah. I know. So that's another thing. Uh, being in a different place, I I hope that. Um, so as we see here, he's kind of a reluctant helper of the rebellion, but we learn later in. A new hope that he's like, I don't care about the rebellion. I only care about myself. I hope at some point he gets burnt by the rebellion. Like the rebellion has him run a mission or maybe steal some materials from a Jabba mission uh, for the rebellion. And the rebellion just kind of leaves him. And then he's well, on I don't his know. Own. I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to connect the dots where he's going to realize that the money that he just helped them with is the actual rebellion. I mean, we know that, but perhaps he never connects the dots. Don't they say that? Like, this is going to go they, a long they, way they, to the rebellion. They say, they say this is, they like, yeah, exactly. They say this is going to go a long way towards a rebellion. Right. But, you know, that could mean a lot of things. It does, okay. They didn't say, this will fund the rebellion against the Empire. I, I know, but it, okay, well, I don't know. I'm okay. just saying, I, I don't necessarily need that. Um, I'd, I, I'd I, like to see him get I, spurned and, 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 a little and bit. I don't necessarily need him to, to see him get burned by the rebellion directly. Because, like, he does get burned pretty badly by Kira mm-hmm. in this movie. So, um, so I guess let's talk a little bit about Kira. Kira is the Queen of Dragons. Yes. Uh, but also, she... The Paris Queen of Dragons. She, she is Khaleesi. a... She's a slave on on Karelia uh, 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 with Han, and Han gets away, and she doesn't. And his only purpose in life is to get back to Karelia to save her. But she ends up getting off herself by means that we don't know. Uh, well, she, she means created by her benefactor. Yes, uh, Vision. What uh, <laughs> the guy who plays Vision? Oh, is that who that is? That that's who that was. I was like, God, why yeah. is whoever that is the the main bad guy with the scary face? I was like, why is this guy so familiar? It's the Vision. I didn't yeah. realize that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so she's like his lieutenant or lover or something, um, and they they meet up through coincidence, as does happen in Star Wars, and I've got no problem with that. Um, and they go on this heist and this mission to do all the stuff, and then they ultimately turn on him. Um, but what did you think of her character? I mean, ultimately, she betrays Han, but he doesn't care all that much. She wasn't very important to this movie. No, um, she was. She was. She, the, the whole reason she was there was to give Han something to do. 
which is never what was that one test you you said something about oh uh the woman test where the bechdel it, test yeah this this movie does not pass that test no not at all that, the isn't female she... characters in this movies never don't talk about men uh you know it's it's all of the, the things they're they don't really have much characterizations of their self very very uh singular dimensional characterizations of of the females yeah um so my two kind of cringe moments the first one i already, I already said mine which one was that that was the solo one. Oh, okay and eh, that didn't bother me too much but i could i could yeah i don't disagree with that um, the first one was when they were sitting around the campfire and they're talking about like, oh, we should have gotten anybody else but these guys. You know, we could have gotten Bosk or this guy or that guy. And I was like, boy, that, that really felt forced to just name, really? name, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like in a universe full of characters and bounty hunters, you have to name drop the lizard guy from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> uh, that doesn't bug me. I just that was a like maybe, a, uh, maybe uh, they've worked with Bosk before. It just seemed unnecessary. I don't know. For, it's, for, it's, for, it's another one of those coincidental things. For whatever reason, like when that was dropped, would you have been like, better if it was? What if they had gone? We could have gotten Bosk or Dengar or Boba Fett <laughs> or IG eighty eight. I don't or know. Just like listed off everybody there. Uh, that would have I would have walked out. I've been like, nope, I'm out, <laughs> done. I mean, I'm glad they didn't say we could have gotten Boba Fett because that would have been like the most ridiculous. Um, but. I, to, to just include any of those, I don't know. It just felt forced. There, there was uh, one of the um, one of the Enfys Nest crew was from Rogue One. Oh, really? One of those two tubes guys that that picked up uh, uh, what's her name on the the the, the Jedho planet? Jedha? Jedha? Was that the planet? I I don't remember. They get uh they go into the town on Jedha and they shoot up all the stormtroopers and then the Cell Guerreras guys mm-hmm. pick them up mm-hmm. well they have the two guys and they're the two tubes guys that have the the tubes coming out of there mm. uh, mm-hmm. one of them was one of the Enfys nest crew okay i didn't catch that at all so that's a good sly uh easter egg i guess yeah uh the other one was when uh uh kira does her karate and <sighs> han's like what was that and she's like, Terrace Kasi. And then she moves on and, and we never talk about it again. And the reason that that is, I mean, are you familiar with what that term is? Yeah, it's a video game. Yeah. And it's like a terrible, terrible video game. <laughs> when when that video game came out, it was late 90s. I was playing a lot of Soul Blade on the PlayStation 1 and a little bit of Tekken, but I wasn't very good at Tekken. I was much better at Soul Blade. And that game was announced that like Master- the fighters of Terras Kasai or something. It was called the Masters of Terras Kasai or something like that. And I was like, oh my god, I'm totally getting that because we we did a Thursday night video game uh, night where we would pour drinks and we would play PlayStation games uh, until like two in the morning and then whatever. And I was like, this is going to be in our rotation and it's going to be awesome. And I pre-ordered it and I picked it up on day one and I took it home and I was getting ready. I was like, I'm going to practice. And it sucked so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And it sucked so bad that like why there's there's absolutely zero reason to make it canon or to bring it into the Star Wars universe. Because people recognize it. That's it. Yeah, but it's That's such it. a there's so many other like Star Wars uh, expanded universe properties, video games, <laughs> books, and others that that you could draw from. Uh, that that like I don't know. It it didn't bother me mainly because at the time I had forgotten that that game existed, and I didn't remember until later 
that, what that was. My experience with that game was that I, I, I like you, uh, I got it when it came out and, uh, but I didn't, I didn't hate it because I was never really into those fighter games. So I wasn't familiar with what was a better one or what was a worse one. It did the trick. It was fun to play Star Wars characters beating the crap out of each other. I don't know, man. But I didn't remember. And I thought like that when I first saw it and she was like, Terrace Cassie, and I was like, oh, that'll come back later in the movie. And it never did. <laughs> and then later I was like, that's weird that that didn't come back. And I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> that was a stupid reference. That was that it, game. It didn't bother me. It was just, it was a silly, stupid thing. I don't know. It, yeah. Well, anyway, so those are, those are the two, the two drops that I was like, oh God, anything but this. Now I know you go on the internet and there are people that, 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 well, there are people that just don't like anything. So for the most part, I liked all of the stuff. Those were just the two things that kind of stuck out uh, as the movie went on. Um, I was admittedly confused when Darth Maul showed up. (laughs) I have watched the Clone Wars and Rebels, so I was not confused. But I did have to explain a lot to my girlfriend. (laughs) See, and that's that's an interesting uh, direction that we're going. Like, I know that Gen, I think General Grievous was originally introduced in Clone Wars, but the way that uh, Return Revenge of the Sith was constructed, not that it was constructed greatly, but it, at least it was constructed in such a way that you didn't have to really have knowledge of the shows. Uh, to well, to- honestly, I at this point you don't have to have knowledge of the shows. It's just a wait a minute, I thought he was dead. How is he not dead? I guess we'll find out in the next movie. I guess, but, it, to, like, of all the characters to, like, like revive, I mean, maybe it's brilliant because for the most movie-going audiences, they're like, I never saw that coming. But for me, I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> like, I thought we were <laughs> done with him. Well, my girlfriend loves Ray Park and Darth Maul, so she freaked out. <laughs> sure, and I'm I'm... I like Ray Park too. He played Toad in the X Men, but and Snake Eyes. And oh, yeah, that's right. He did play Snake Eyes. Um, uh, and and, he, and they they recast Ray Park as Darth Maul in this movie, so that's yeah. good. He's working. They dubbed him with yet a different voice because I guess yeah, the uh, they dubbed him with the voice of the person that played him in Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Uh, presumably because Peter Senefedowitz is busy being the Tick. Ah, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> So that, uh, I mean, it didn't bother me, but I wasn't, I wasn't blown away. I was more like, wait, is that Darth Maul or is that like a Darth Maul Ian? Yeah, it does add a lot of confusion to people who don't know. They're just like, what? <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't detract from anything. It just, you know, it's, it's something that will be explained in a later film. But then you're kind of like, wait a minute, always two there are a master and apprentice but if the apprentice is alive then how could darth vader be the apprentice well that is actually a a very important episode of uh clone wars where the emperor realizes that darth maul is still alive and he's like hmm always two there are and two (laughs) there should only be and i'm gonna go kill him how maybe i should watch this clone wars show it's it's got it's it's uh it's the promise of the the prequels you know, there are some good episodes that make you wonder why the movies were not as good as this show is. I've heard good things about Clone Wars and I've heard some good things about Rebels. I just haven't. They're both good. Haven't haven't watched them. Maybe I will. 
we we get we get full arcs of uh, Darth Maul, and we get to see how he survived and everything after that. Um, some of it's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's to be expected. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, um, other than that, you know, Solo was Solo. It's fine. It was, there was some laughs. There was some action. It was good. Yeah, I had no problems with it. Uh, I, I, it. I hope that they do make three Solo movies with this guy. And I, yeah, I'm good. If this is the direction they're going in with 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 their Star Wars movies, I think it's it's good. They're making them less epic and and more easily bingeable they're just like i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna have a good time and i'm happy with that so here's here's a potential like downside of that effect though is that the original star wars trilogy most people have seen a hundred times do you think people are going to see rogue one or solo a hundred times uh do they keep their staying power i don't i don't i don't I, I don't think so. I think so. Um, and, and maybe even like this new trilogy probably doesn't keep its staying power either. I think. Maybe. Well, did the original, did the prequel trilogy keep its staying power? Nah. Because I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think the kids that watch that movie, they're now adults. I think that the, it's it's the same problem with like music. There's so much other stuff out there that no nobody cares anymore. Like Star Wars is exciting when it's happening, but there's so many other things that it's nothing. It's not the thing that stands out. Yeah. It just doesn't stand out anymore. So, so I guess, no, I don't, I don't think it will be like that, but that's kind of the world uh, that we live in now. I, 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 I personally, I think I might, I might actually buy solo wow. and, and watch it. Wow. I, uh, I only own the original trilogy on, on, uh, Blu-ray. That's that's it. I don't even have the prequels or Force Awakens. I None of that crap. Have I think I have the prequels on DVD, and then I've got many copies of the original trilogy on DVD and VHS and Laserdisc. <laughs> I have I have a copy of the original trilogy on VHS. I think I have a couple of those. It's like the the letterbox version. Yeah, I was so proud. So, Adam, you, you got to bear. This is this is this is my my fan wish. This is, I think, how I underscore or end a lot of these episodes. Is is what do I want? And I've, <laughs> I've been thinking about I've been thinking about some things when it comes to Star Wars. And here's what I've been thinking about: every story has, well, most every story has a beginning, middle, and end, right? I mean, that's that's a standard story construct, right? Who are these people? What are they doing? What's the problem? How do they solve the problem? How did they solve the problem, right? That's more or less a three-act structure, right? Okay. A turn, you know, usually. like Hopefully, the... how do they solve the problem ends up being the same as how did they solve the problem. Uh, yeah, that's true. I did kind of combine two things in there. <laughs> well, there's also like what the audience thinks they should do and, and what they actually did. But uh, oh. yeah. But anyways, that but that's that's just good story writing, but it still follows the same three act structure. And 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 as I've been thinking about this, like all three of the movies have a three act. And I'm talking about the original trilogy now have a three act structure, a beginning, middle and an end. Mm-hmm. Um and then the trilogy itself makes up a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. And so if you expand upon that, you almost think that the trilogy of trilogies should also follow that same storytelling formula, right? Beginning and a middle okay. and an end. 
uh, because we we you know when we were younger we were always told there's going to be nine of them there's supposed to be there's nine chapters that was always the original intention and as I think about like how they constructed these movies you have the first trilogy which is all about Anakin becoming Darth Vader and then mm-hmm. you have the second trilogy which I guess more or less becomes about how Luke Skywalker saves Anakin right mm-hmm. and overthrows the Emperor and now you've got this third act. Which is what I think I've been struggling to articulate why I don't care for them as much as they don't seem to be the third act in a three act story. It seems to be a new act because because hang on, because I mean, Return of the Jedi kind of ends everything. We sort of talked about this in our last Jedi review, but I have a solution. But but I think I think the solution already exists. Mm -hmm. I think the story is now uh Kylo Ren's story, who is the grandson of Darth Vader. And it, we, it remains to be seen how his story is going to conclude, but it could potentially conclude in a f- fulfilling way that connects the dots between, you know, Darth Vader, Darth Vader's son, Darth Vader's grandson. That's all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. That yeah, And maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Right. Cause then it's then, then, then the whole story is basically about Anakin Skywalker. Uh, and not Luke like we we originally thought. So maybe, maybe. But that, that, you end up putting a lot of your hopes and uh, uh, um, thoughts for that satisfaction on this one last two and a half hour movie. Hey, we, we did we we did that with Re- Return of the Sith. Like we're like this is the one that's going to make all three of them like <laughs> po- like oh, we're going to get it. We're going to watch it. We're going to like oh my god, of course. And we watched and then, it. We're like, well, it was better than the other. Th- Three, but no, they, you, you say you say we, but you you really mean you. Well, okay, because I I like I like I think I've said this before, but the way that I approach Star Wars movies is I I ingest them while they're happening, and then I gestate on them, and what they are is what they are. I don't need them to be other other than what they are. Um, and I can I can make that work if I like them, and if it and if I don't like them, I can make it not work. <laughs> Here's my solution to my problem, okay. which may Go not ahead. be your problem or anybody's problem, but it'd be the solution <laughs> to my no, problem. It, it, it is a good problem, though, and I've, I've, uh, I've thought about the problem as well. So Disney now owns Star Wars, and they can do whatever they want to with Star Wars, including retitling episodes one, two, and three as the Anakin Skywalker story, parts one, two, and three. And now they fall into the category of Solo and Rogue One, and they could make a new saga trilogy that could, may or may not have anything to do with Anakin Skywalker or any of those characters, but feeds into a story where if the Emperor is killed, like certain bad things are going to happen, and the thing that we thought was a good thing all the time is actually the bad thing, and as we watch the bad thing happen, we're like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And that's how 7, 8, and 9 could become the third act of a three-act structure. Because right now I just don't see how it can work with how the story has been structured. Well, I mean, and, and we can't until the last one comes out. I mean, true. Uh, yes, true, yes. True. I, ideally, ideally we live in a world where uh, the, the creators of this trilogy had the, no, no, uh, the, the, the smarts to put Han, Luke and Leia in the same stupid movie yep. so that we could see that for the last time and be like, Okay, this follows that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very simply. But they decided not to give us that. I don't I don't know why. Uh, uh, their argument is that this is a more interesting story. 
maybe it ultimately doesn't matter. Right. We get we get what they gave us. And, you know, we could imagine all the different ways that it could have been better. And there are so many ways that it could have been better. That is absolutely true. But I understand. That's that's not what happens. We have what we have. We have what we have. But what I'm saying is that if 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 they did that, if they if they decided to rename those and make those no longer episodes one, two, and three, which they could do, and I think a lot of people would buy it and would probably buy all of the merchandising around it not being episodes one, two, and three, with the idea that a new one, two, and three, the real one, two, and three, are coming out. You could then have you could have Yoda and uh, Anakin and Obi Wan Kenobi as kind of like like players that like a torch is passed from other people, people we've never met before that are actually the main stars of episodes one, two, and three kind of passing the torch very slowly to these characters, which then feed into the original trilogy as we know it, which then as we see are kind of slowly passing the torch to these new characters. And then you can now create 10, 11, 12, you can just go on forever. And you've, you've kind of created a medium in which the saga is no longer about Skywalkers. The saga is about, uh, I don't know, the Force or, I don't know, the, the, just the weird stuff that happens in the galaxy. And, and maybe maybe even the first part has nothing to do with the Force. You know, I, it, it opens up the world to a whole lot of potential, and it, and it takes away, I feel, a lot of scrutiny around uh, 7 and 8 and the potential 9 and, and, and future saga-based episodes. Because eventually they're not going to have Skywalkers or it's just going to be stupid to have Skywalkers or Solos or whoever be well, what there. If they, what if they make Nine the last one and they reveal that Ray actually is a Skywalker? I, yeah, maybe that does that solve all the problems? I don't know. Maybe. I don't what, – what if, what if they reboot the original trilogy starring Alden Ehrenreich as <laughs> Han Solo – and they recast Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. And uh, why would they do that? I don't think so. You you do my idea, and you never have to do that. You never have to recast or reboot anything. You just well, keep writing thing, these stories. Why do? Why wouldn't Disney do that? Oh, oh, oh! Wait, and then in like episode fifteen, you have a time travel story, and that's when you do your recasting. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't I. I I don't believe there's going to be an episode 10. I think episode nine is going to be the end of the Skywalker saga. I think they're going to, I think you're right. They need to do a little rebranding, which is not calling it the Skywalker saga anymore. Maybe they call it the force saga or something. Oh, so wait, then do you think we get different sagas or do you think they just get rid of like episodes? Like it's episodes one through nine, the story's over, but like, the Star Wars universe is huge, and here comes Boba, Set, Boba Fett Part 5. Yeah, I mean, you could have other stories. I, I think this is a huge universe, and we could be interested in, uh, in, in uh, introduced to new characters doing totally different things that we've never seen before. We have different trilogies, and we have one-off films. And we have things that connect the, the, the these connective tissue films that they like to do. And uh, we have just, you know, it, it's more about expanding the universe and no longer about Jedis and the Empire and the Rebellion. We get it like the, the, the nine part series is about that. Jedis, the Empire and the Rebellion. Huh? Everything else either is attached to that or we have other stories that have nothing to do with that. Don't you think, though, that the uh, Roman numeraled episodes probably draw a larger audience than the stories? 
They probably do, but I'm sure by the time that uh, the new trilogy or two trilogies comes out, they'll they'll have figured out what they're doing. And uh, I, I think at a certain point, your your nostalgia is working against you because Carrie Fisher just died. Well, yeah, you stop using her. Like like don't do that anymore. <laughs> is is what and, I'm saying. And Han Solo and Luke Skywalker's characters have been killed off. So people are no longer nostalgic for what they were nostalgic for. And what they're doing is is moving. See, this is the main problem or not not the main problem. But what I feel like Disney is doing with seven, eight and nine is they're moving towards this open universe where they can do whatever they want by taking the pieces of four, five and six and expanding it out in such a way that it no longer has to just be about the things that we learned in four, five and six. And I think that's a great idea. But I think it was a terrible idea to do that in episodes seven, eight, and nine. You should have uh, done that somewhere else. See, but that's seven, why eight, seven, eight, and nine. They should have carefully calculated something that was exactly what the fans wanted, based on four, five, and six, and to a lesser extent, one, two, and three. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right to a lesser extent. Um, well, anyway, so I guess that that was my my brainstorm, my pitch to Disney. <laughs> is rebrand episodes one, two, and three, or make a new trilogy that 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 somehow like that, that opens up the universe because I think I feel that you're right that that they are um, crushing all of your expectations about what a tri- what what the Star Wars franchise should be about so that they can open up the universe and they can do whatever they want to. But I think that also opens the doors for 10, 11, and 12 that have nothing to do with Skywalkers and Solos and Organas because, I mean, in the real world, they're dead. And All right, and then, and then, then they rebrand it, like you said, and they call the whole thing the Star Wars The Force Story. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, that, that's my idea. Um, one final thing, and maybe I should have put this before my big idea because this is going to seem like a letdown, but what do you think <laughs> they do for a Boba Fett movie? Oh, uh, no idea. Uh, and I, I think it, it maybe it has something to do with Darth Maul being in this movie. Uh, maybe we see Kira and Darth Maul and the Crimson Rainbow or whatever they were called, uh, Crime Syndicate in the Boba Fett movie. Maybe it's the story of that happens between one, two and three and four, five and six where Boba Fett grows up. Uh, Boba Fett has been a recurring character in clone wars. So, you know what I'd like to see? Uh, because we've established that Boba Fett is a bad guy. I mean, he was, uh, we've also saw that he grew up, he saw some bad stuff, which maybe informed his lifestyle choices, but he ends on such a downer, right? He falls into the Sarlacc pet and is presumably Well, that, that's eaten. the other thing. There could be a Boba Fett movie that takes place right at the beginning. The first scene is him breaking out of the Sarlacc pit. Yes. That, so so that's, that's the movie I want to see. I don't want to see anything between anything we've seen already because, in my opinion, he's a bad guy. And that means now you have to make a movie about a bad guy who wins. And what does that mean? He's done a bad thing. So instead, you can have him start at the end of Return of the Jedi, breaking out of the Sarlacc pit and being like, boy, I've made some bad life choices. And he <laughs> redeems himself and becomes an anti-hero of some kind. I want to see a Boba Fett Western. <laughs> sure. I'm I'm in. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, he just wants to retire. He, he's done with this whole life and he settles down on a planet. Uh, and uh, he just keeps getting drawn in. Maybe he's met a, a woman and he's got a kid now. 
they get killed and he's like i gotta put the mandalorian outfit back on but i don't want to (laughs) (laughs) and he has to save the you know the one horse planet from the bad miners and don't even make them empire related they're just just make it completely outside of the all of the star wars that we know and it's just boba fett like somewhere else doing stuff i i agree they (laughs) should definitely stop tying it into everything else the the the, the here's more about like the clone wars you learn all about the mandalores and where the boba fett armor and all that stuff comes from and who these people are and is that necessary are they eventually going to make a mandalore movie who knows they probably never planned on it but now that they have all of that story written uh they're going to use it yeah so well, okay, there you there you go. And then what what so, what beyond uh, what beyond Boba Fett? I mean, I guess a couple more solo movies, and then I guess whatever Ryan Johnson's working Obi-Wan on. Obi Wan movie in the works, which I mean, I guess if Darth Maul's ever gonna face Obi Wan Kenobi on screen again, that's that's where they're gonna do that. You think it'd be Ewan McGregor again? That that's what they've been talking about. Is that Ewan Ewan McGregor has been has, has said he was open to the idea. So you think that would take place between three and four, just like the Obi-Wan adventures where he's like, here's Luke, I'm out. And he goes adventuring for a while, then he comes back and retires on Tatooine. I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast before, but my idea is you've, you've seen the movie The Seventh Samurai? No. Okay. Go 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 watch Seventh Samurai. First of all, it's a great movie. Uh, it is like three hours long, but it's fantastic. While you're watching it, uh, imagine the, uh, let's see, the old guy is Yoda, the the oldest kind of mentor guy. His right-hand man is uh, Obi-Wan, and the rest of the Seven Samurai are Jedi, and that is your Obi-Wan movie. Seven Samurai with Jedi in the in as the roles, and just 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 go watch Seven Samurai. And so where in the timeline does this take effect, take place? Between three and four. But there's no Jedi. Darth Vader killed them all. That's the plot of Seven Samurai, oh. is that there's only a handful of samurai left. Oh, and do you think, so in this movie, Darth Vader could finish off the job? Go go watch Seven Samurai. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And and just uh, fill, it in, fill it in with Jedi and see how it ends and see how it plays out. Obviously, there'd have to be some changes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, so So what you're saying is you want to see Star Wars movies as remakes of other classic movies. If it were, if it fits, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I believe that the original, like the whole concept of the Jedi for that George Lucas came up with was based upon watching all of those old Akira Kurosawa movies. Right. Including Seven Samurai. So it would, it would be fitting. Sure. All right. Do you think they still keep Toten, 3PO, and R2-D2 around, or do you think they get rid of them at some point? Um, well, we saw them in, in the droids cartoon from back in the 80s. Yeah. They go to Captain – they go from Captain Antilles to some other captain, and they have wacky adventures. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Anthony Daniels played the Wookiee in this in Solo. Get out of here. He did? Yeah, he was the weird-looking Wookiee. Oh. But – that Chewbacca has a bond with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rescued from Kessel. Yeah, that the, was a touching scene. The spice mines of Kessel. And I have to tell you, that scene where uh, Kira's sitting in the chair and she can't figure stuff out and she's like, Chewie, get in the chair. And Chewie gets in the chair. I was like, I, I, I was, I was, I was, uh, that was a really good moment. Yeah. No. I was like, I'm glad I'm here at this movie. This, this movie has made me feel like a human being. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I felt like a human being going into the theater, but well, it's just it made me it made me feel something. You know, it's like how often do you go to a movie and you're like having this feeling of like I don't know happiness or or nostalgia or whatever it is. Yeah, where a movie like just makes you feel something like yeah. a really powerful emotional moment. Sure. See, seeing Chewbacca slide into that co-pilot's chair for the first time. Absolutely. There were, there were, there was like two or three of those moments and they all involved Han and Chewie, yeah. but they all, they, they gave me those feelings. So, uh, so there you go, guys. Uh, I mean, hopefully if you've listened to this entire thing, you've already seen the movie. Uh, otherwise we, there's no <laughs> point in watching it at this point. Uh, you should still go see it. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, the gambling scenes are pretty fun. Uh, you know, Lando scenes are, he's, you know, he's good good if you are a executive who works for disney or you know an executive who works for disney specifically the star wars department uh contact us we have a lot of ideas if you're kathleen kennedy feel free to use any of these ideas (laughs) yeah just uh we got more so yeah we'd like to get paid though for them we we would love to do our own star wars trilogy (laughs) yeah you're giving them to everybody else let us do a star (laughs) wars trilogy we're we're fun. We know Star Wars. We have almost 300 episodes of a podcast in the bag. We, we're, we're committed. We can, so. we can pull two and a half hours out for a riveting Star Wars movie. For sure. Some of them will be mutants with claws, but, you know, <laughs> you just have to get over that. Uh, all right. Um, there it is. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I guess we'll see you <laughs> in another seven months for the next Star Wars conversation. Uh, yeah. Do you see Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, Infinity War? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. Okay, cool. Me too. I, wasn't, I didn't see that ending coming. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, my name's Adam. And my name is Jeremy. And the Danger Room is closed. <laughs>